Welcome to the Littles Love Learning Podcast, the place to be if you want to teach your child to read and write correctly and effectively based on the science of reading. My name's Erin, and I'm a former classroom teacher with my master's degree in early childhood education and over 15 years experience. And although I'm no longer in the classroom full-time, I spend my days subbing, tutoring, volunteering, and working with students on their literacy skills. I am passionate about helping parents like you understand how kids learn to read and write in the right way, because yes, there is a right way. Each week we'll tackle the most important topics in early literacy, including the best way to teach letters and sounds, the difference between sight words and high frequency words, and why spelling and handwriting should not be skipped. Are you ready to help your child become a strong reader? Then let's dive into today's episode. I am back today to share more information with you about high frequency words. I have previous videos all about this topic, all about how high frequency words and sight words are different, what makes them different, and also how to categorize high frequency words into two groups, flash words and heart words. And then I also have videos talking about how to correctly teach these words using phoneme graphing mapping where we're pulling the sounds apart in the word and we're mapping those sounds onto letters so our little ones know how to read and spell these words. I will link all of those videos down below so you can get caught up on this series. But for today's video, I wanna talk about 10 ways that you can practice high frequency words in a hands-on, fun, play-based way. Now, just a caveat, these words that I am discussing you practice are words that you've already explicitly taught to your students or your little one at home using phoneme graphing mapping. So you've already explicitly taught them to pull the sounds apart in the word and map those sounds onto the letters. You've pointed out any unexpected sounds and maybe you used a heart for that. But whatever you've done, you've actually explicitly taught these words by the sounds. You haven't just given them the word to memorize as a whole word. Because as we've discussed, we do not store words in our brain as visual pictures. We don't have a visual dictionary for words in our brain. We actually store words as audio files. So since they're stored as audio files, we wanna make sure that our little ones know the sounds in these high frequency words. But once you've explicitly taught them, you do want them to practice them in a fun, hands-on, play-based way. So that's where these 10 ideas come in. So I'm going to share these with you and hopefully you can implement one or more of these in your classroom or with your little one at home. Idea number one, everybody's favorite, bingo! I have these free bingo cards on my website. You can download them from littleslovelearning.com. I'll link it down below. And these, this bingo sheet is editable. I actually have four of them. That way you can make different ones for your students. So not everyone has the same bingo card, but they're editable. So you can type in the high frequency words that you've already explicitly taught and you can practice them this way. You can actually also use this bingo sheet for CBC words, but for this video, we're just talking about how you could use them for high frequency words. They can be flash words. So those are the high frequency words that are decodable or maybe they're the heart words, the high frequency words that are not decodable yet, or they have an unexpected spelling. You can, if you like, with go through and add a heart to the top of the words that are heart words. I don't have the ability for you to do that 
with the editable PDF, but it's super easy to do if you print it out and add the, add the heart by hand, and that way they could see the heart. That's an option as well. So bingo is always a great way to practice. The second idea I have for you is to play a game of I have, who has. This is another freebie on my website that I will link down below, littleselflearning.com. But basically, you have cards and you give one card to each student in your class. And the first student says, I have the first card, who has, and then they read their high frequency word. In this case, it's from. Now, all the other students are looking at their cards and seeing who has from. The student who has from will stand up and say, I have from, who has they. So everybody looks at their cards and the student who has they stands up and says, I have they, who has two, and so on and so on. And then when you get to the last one, it will say, I have the word, who has the first card? Because then you've made a circle. Everyone in class should have read their word and you should have gotten through all of your high frequency words that you were practicing. Now, this freebie is not editable, so you'd have to double check that the words on here are the words that you're practicing. The words on this freebie come from the fries, most commonly used words in print list. So if you're using those words in class, you could use this game. But just double check first before you print it out because you want to make sure that the high frequency words in here are the words you're practicing. Tip number three is all about writing the high frequency words in a multi-sensory way. So I have a couple of options to show you. The first one, of course, is very popular. It's using a tray and either filling it with sand or rice or something that's sensory and then having your little ones write the word in the tray. So this tray and this sand come from Brainspring. I'm gonna link them down below. I got this when I was doing my training for Orton Gillingham. And what I love most about this tray is that it's actually textured on the bottom. So when they're writing in the sand, they're still feeling some texture on the bottom of the tray as well. So a sand or rice tray is great. As part of that Orton Gillingham training, we also got these screens. And these screens are textured, so you can put a piece of paper over it and then have your little one write the high frequency word in crayon. And then when they take the paper off the screen, it's very bumpy. The crayon is bumpy. So when they trace it with their finger, they can feel the raised bumps on the crayon writing. And so that's another way to make it textured. You could also create a gel bag by taking a Ziploc bag, filling it with hair gel, taping it up, and then they can write the words on the gel bag. That's another way to make it multi-sensory. I also like to use Play-Doh, and Play-Doh is really fun to use to spell the words. But what I'd recommend is that you use a different color for the different sounds. So not every letter is going to be a different color. So for example, in the word the, I would have two colors. I would use one color Play-Doh for TH and one color Play-Doh for the E. That way I'm really breaking it apart by its phonemes and not just doing the letters. Same thing for any other word that has a digraph. For example, if I was doing she, I would have sh in one color and e in a different color because I'd want them to know that there are two sounds and I'd want them to really map those sounds onto the letters. But Play-Doh is a great option as well. The fourth option is to have your students or a little one at home build the sight words 
with letters, but I will caution, just like in the last example, we're not doing individual letters, we're doing the sounds. So one of the ways I like to have little ones build these words is actually using magnetiles and a dry erase marker. So I don't know if you know this, but magnetiles are dry erase. So you can actually write right on the magnetile and then you can erase it and it's awesome. So if I was having my little one practice the word the, I would wanna make sure that they or I, depending on who was doing the writing, wrote the TH on one magnetile and then the E uh, on a separate magnetile and then they can go together to make the. But notice, I am not having the T and the H on separate magnetiles. I'm really focused on the sounds and mapping the sounds to the letters. So I'm making sure that the sound is on one magnetile. But this is a really fun way to build the words as well. You could also use any other letters you have, but like I said, just make sure that you're not going letter by letter, but you are going sound by sound. Tip number five, the ever popular poppets. Everybody loves these poppets right now. You can actually write letters on your poppet or you can think you can buy ones that already have the letters on them, but you can have your little one pop the letters to spell the word. But again, you wanna make sure you include the digraphs on one poppet so that they know that it's one sound. But let's say, for example, that your word was and, they can pop A, N, D, and. And then you can also have them write it if you'd like. Tip number six is to make those flashcards a lot more fun by making a game out of it. So I'm okay if you want to make flashcards to practice these high frequency words, but instead of just drilling and drilling and drilling, turn it into a game. You can print out high frequency words flashcards or write them. I have two kinds of examples, just the word here, but then I also have some that give my little ones more clues. So if there's a digraph, I've underlined it. If it's a heart word, of course I have a heart. And then I also have sound dots. So this one has just a little bit more clues if my little ones are still learning the word. And then we can also make some that just have the word on them. But you can make two sets of flashcards, print them out or make them by hand. And then you could play memory. So you could have all the cards flipped over on the table and they have to flip over to read them. And if they match, they get to keep them. And if not, they have to put them back. You can also have them play go fish with these cards. So you're asking each other, you're reading the word and asking if the other person has that card in their hand. You could also lay all of your flashcards down on the table. They don't have to be flipped over. And you could have your little one close their eyes or your students close their eyes and you can hide something behind one of them. Maybe it's a little piece of paper, maybe it's a little toy, something, but you can't have it be obvious because they can't know where it is. Then they're going to choose a word, they're gonna read it, and then you're gonna remove the word and see if that item is underneath. This is really fun to use in a pocket chart if you have a pocket chart, otherwise you can do it on the table like I said, but try to pick something flat. So they're searching for the hidden item and they're more motivated to read these words on the flashcards because they're looking for that hidden item. So that's really fun too. Tip number seven is another way that you can use those flashcards. And this time you can make a game out of it. All you have to do is make a simple board game. I literally just made this one on my whiteboard, so it's nothing fancy. You could probably find a free one online or if you have access to one that you can print 
or you can just make your own. So you and your little one can each choose a playing piece. What they're gonna do is they're going to read a word and then they're gonna roll the die. And once they roll it, they get to move that many spaces along the board. And then it's your turn. You'll read a, a word and then you will roll, roll the die and you'll move along that many spaces on the board and see who can get to the end first. So this is really great because you can use any blank game board. You could actually use a game board you have at home, like even a Candyland game board, something like that. But just turn it into a high frequency word game by having them read the word and then roll the dice and then have them move along the game board. Tip number eight for you today is another way you can use those flashcards. Now this tip is really only great for students who like to go fast, they like the challenge, maybe they're super competitive. Not all little ones are gonna like this, but if they do, what you can do is you can get a fidget like this, remember when these were really popular? Put it on the table and give it a spin. And while it's spinning, challenge your little one to read through their high frequency words. And so you can have them try to go more quickly to get through a certain amount of high frequency words before their fidget stops spinning. So like I said, this is only good for kids who are super competitive or really like to play games or have fun going fast. But if it's gonna stress your little one out, don't do it. Some kids just cannot stand that pressure of having to do it before the time runs out. They don't like timed things. So don't do it if they don't like it. You can also get a sand timer. That's an option as well. But really the goal of these high frequency words isn't necessarily to read them so super fast. It's just, you want them to become fluent. You want your little one to become fluent. So this is just a caution. If something like this is not going to be motivating, skip it, try one of the other tips. But I did want to throw it out there just in case, because I do know some kids really love that competition and they really love to go fast. And here's tip number nine for you. You can take these cards that you made, your flashcards, and you can tape them up to the wall. If you can, tape them in a room that doesn't get a lot of light. So for example, a laundry room that doesn't have windows or a bathroom that doesn't have windows, if you can, if you're at home and you have that option. But tape them up to the wall and then get a flashlight. You can have your little one, if it's dark in the room, turn on the flashlight and have them aim it toward one of the words. And once it's shining on a word, have them read that word quickly. So this is really fun to do with your flash words. Those are the words that are decodable because flash words and flashlight, you can make it a game. And so you are gonna have them shine the light on the flash word and then they can read that word to you. And then they can take it off the wall or leave it on the wall, however you wanna do it. But taping up words on the wall and then having them be able to shine a light on those words is so much fun for kids. And my 10th and last tip for you, my idea for practicing these high frequency words is actually to do some dictation. Now, if you're a pre-K or a kindergarten teacher, you might be thinking, um, Erin, my kids can't do dictation yet. That is way too advanced. Well, I challenge you to try it because I know I have done it with kids who are pre-K going into kindergarten and they've done a phenomenal job with it. So what I like to use are these notebooks that have the picture place at the top and then they have the writing lines. We actually use this in my class to practice handwriting. We talk about the top line is the skyline, the dash line in the middle 
is the plain line, like airplane, and then the bottom line is the grass line. And we use these lines to practice how to correctly form our letters. Now, once we've done that, we can also use it for dictation. So for example, this sentence, it is from us. This one has two high frequency words that have unexpected sounds that I've already explicitly taught my students. The z sound spelled with the letter S in is, and the uh sound spelled with the letter O in from. The other two words are phonetically regular, it and us. So it's a mix. These are all high frequency words, but some of them are flash words and some of them are heart words. So what I actually did, this is a real sentence that I use with my students who are going into kindergarten. I said the sentence and then we pound the sentence. It is from us. And then we go word by word how to spell that sentence. It, what's the first sound? It, how do we spell it? The letter I and we just go down the line. And we did that for this whole sentence. We talked about starting with a capital, we talked about ending with a period. But I had five-year-olds who were able to write, it is from us, in beautiful penmanship, and they were able to listen to those sounds and figure out which letters represent those sounds in this sentence. So, if you're practicing high-frequency words and you're doing a lot of CVC words, you can actually combine them into some dictation sentences. Maybe you don't wanna start with something this complicated. Maybe you just wanna start with dictation words, having your little ones write their high frequency words, or maybe they're ready for two words or three words in their sentence. But I would definitely recommend seeing how they do. If they're not ready for this, that's okay. But you can always assess and see if they're ready for something like this because it just amazed me that I have students heading into kindergarten who were able to do this with support and they did a great job. And don't forget, anytime you're writing, make sure you're using these little pencils. I love these little golf pencils with erasers. They're from Amazon. These are so super important because we want to use small tools for small hands to really encourage that proper pencil grip and proper letter, letter formation. So those are 10 ideas for how you can practice high frequency words with your little ones at home or with your students in your classroom after you've already explicitly taught these words using phoneme graphing mapping. Once you've taught them, then you have lots of options for how to practice them. Thank you so much for joining me in today's episode. For more information on helping your child learn to read, head over to my website, littleslovelearning.com. While you're there, don't forget to join my email list so you stay up to date with all things early literacy. You can also find me over on Instagram at littleslovelearningblog. Happy learning!